Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to New Books in Jewish Studies. I'm Jason Shulman. We've got a great show for you today. My guest is Theodore Sesson, who teaches at Middlebury College and is also a research professor at Brandeis University. Here to talk about his new book, The New American Zionism, published by New York University Press in 2014 and out in paperback in 2015. Ted, welcome to New Books in Jewish Studies. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Well, it's great to have you. So, Ted, your book challenges um, a widespread perception about Jews and Israel that you say is incorrect. But tell us, what is that misperception? The misperception is that American Jews are distancing from Israel. The misperception is based on a misreading of survey research evidence concerning emotional attachment to Israel. If you look at uh, recent surveys, that ask a question about emotional attachment to Israel, what you notice is that younger respondents express lower levels of attachment than middle-aged respondents who are less attached than the oldest. The thing about that finding is that it is the same pattern that uh, we see in surveys of American Jews concerning Israel all the way back as far as we have such surveys. The surveys that were published in the early 2000s in the 1990s, in the 1980s, and even in the 1970s, displayed the same pattern of age-related decline in emotional attachment to Israel. And what that means is that the pattern describes what we can call a life cycle effect rather than a generational effect. Emotional attachment to Israel has always declined from the oldest respondents to the middle-aged respondents to the youngest respondents. And uh, what that means for me as an analyst of survey research data is that over the last quarter century, American Jews have become more attached to Israel as they've grown older. There has been no generational decline in attachment to Israel. The misperception today that is very widespread in commentary about American Jews and their connection to Israel is that there is a crisis of distancing that younger American Jews are less connected to Israel because they're either politically alienated or because they're more likely to be uh, um, uh, uh, the children of intermarried parents. Uh, That uh, misperception has obscured very real changes that have developed in the relationship of American Jews to Israel over the last 25 years. But emotional distancing from Israel is not a new development. Uh, If we want to understand the changing relationship of American Jews to Israel, we have to look much more comprehensively at how American Jews relate to Israel in the fields of advocacy, uh, fundraising and donations, Israel travel, uh, uh, the consumption of news, art and culture. If we take a much more comprehensive perspective on the relationship of American Jews to Israel, we notice that Important changes have occurred. Uh, The relationship today is not what it was a quarter century ago, but the 
important transformation does not concern emotional attachment. It's developed along uh, different lines. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we get into what you think is happening, just tell us what sort of data point do the people who see a weakening of emotional attachment point to, and, and why are they wrong? If you look at uh, a recent survey of American Jewish connection to Israel, let's say the Pew survey in 2013, what you see is an age-related decline in emotional attachment with the oldest respondents, uh, the most emotionally attached, followed by middle-aged respondents, followed by the youngest respondents. Uh, Most analysts look at that pattern and say, ah, there's a generational decline in emotional attachment to Israel. With each succeeding generation, respondents are less uh, emotionally attached. This must be because of changing demography with an increasing proportion of American Jews having been raised in intermarried households, or it must be a consequence of liberal alienation from the right-wing policies of the Israeli government. But in fact, what we see when we look at the snapshot concerning American Jewish attachment to Israel in a survey like the 2013 Pew survey uh, is uh, a a lifestyle, life cycle pattern in which the younger respondents are less emotionally attached to Israel because they're younger. Uh, When we look back at surveys in the 1990s and the 1980s and 1970s, younger respondents were always the least attached. And over the last quarter century, they became more attached as they grew older. There is no evidence when we look at the longitudinal data of declining attachment to Israel over time uh, within each age cohort and among American Jews as a whole. Emotional attachment to Israel in the longitudinal survey data is stable over time. And so the snapshot impression we have of a decline from the oldest to the youngest generation actually captures uh, a life cycle effect in which, at least over the last quarter century, American Jews have tended to grow more attached to Israel as they've gotten older. And and so um, a a misinterpretation, a very uh, classic error in the interpretation of survey research data, I think, is a major uh, factor in the the misperception of what's happening in the diaspora-Israel relationship today. Mm Mm-hmm. And if if we go back a few decades and we see that the younger generation was sort of the least attached, was there the same level of concern? Maybe the, the data is sort of telling you the same story, but the level of concern in the community about it has changed. The level of concern in the community was, was more or less the same. If we go back to mm-hmm. Moment Magazine uh, in the 1980s and other Jewish publications, even as far back as the 1970s, there were articles uh, uh, lamenting the declining attachment of Israel Uh, the declining attachment of American Jews to Israel with special concern focused on the younger generation. Uh, Anxiety about distancing from Israel has been a staple in the public discourse of American Jews for decades, together with uh, concern about demographic decline. These have been, uh, again, core and consistent features of the public conversation among American Jews uh, for uh, at least a quarter century. Mm-hmm. So, so American Jewish support for Israel is definitely not waning, you're saying. Um, what has changed? What, what is the pattern of interaction that has changed? Well, American em- Jewish emotional attachment to Israel has not declined. Uh, if by support for Israel you mean support for the policies of the Israeli government, that in fact has changed. 
the attitudes and political behavior of American Jews in relation to Israel have become much more contentious. But let, let me approach this systematically. Over the last quarter century, there have been three major transformations in how American Jews relate to Israel. The first transformation has been increased personalization. American Jews today are much more likely to travel to Israel, spend time there, to consume news about Israel from Israeli sources, to earmark donations to charitable causes within Israel of their own choosing, uh, and to advocate on behalf of their own political views. There has been a great deal of personalization uh, in how American Jews relate to Israel. That's the first major transformation. The second major transformation has been enormous traditional diversification in how American Jews institutionally connect to Israel. If you go back uh, to the 1970s, 1980s, early 1990s, American Jews related to Israel philanthropically, primarily through the United Jewish Appeal, and diplomatically and in terms of political advocacy, primarily through APAC and uh, the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. In the last quarter century, hundreds of new fundraising organizations have emerged in the philanthropic arena and dozens of new advocacy organizations in the political diplomatic advocacy arena. And so the organizational nexus linking American Jews to Israel has diversified enormously. The third major transformation that has occurred in how American Jews relate to Israel is increased political polarization. During the first four decades after Israel's founding, American Jews shared a broad consensus that Israeli authorities ought to establish Israel's security position and diaspora Jews, especially powerful American Jews, ought to advocate in the halls of power within the United States, in the Congress and State Department and White House, on behalf of the policy positions enunciated by Israel's elected officials. That consensus weakened in the 1980s and collapsed in the 1990s in the wake of the Oslo Accords. And in the last quarter century, American Jewish-sponsored advocacy organizations increasingly promote partisan positions in relation to Israel. On the right, we have organizations like the Zionist Organization of America and Stand By Us that advocate for Jews' rights to settle in all of the land of Israel, that oppose the division of Jerusalem under any circumstances, that advocate a muscular military approach to the Iranian nuclear threat. And we have organizations on the left, such as J Street, Americans for Peace Now, that advocate rapid progress toward a two-state solution, that advocate sharing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and Palestine, that favor a diplomatic solution to the Iranian nuclear threat. And in the middle, we still have APAC, the Conference of Presidents, and the other big defense organizations like the American Jewish Committee and the Anti-Defamation Anti League. But the whole field of Israel advocacy has become contentious, partisan. And so the American Jewish relationship to Israel has, in fact, changed, but the change can't be captured in a simplistic description 
of emotional distancing. The emotional attachment of American Jews to Israel is as robust as it ever was. And in fact, American Jews are more involved with Israel today than they were a quarter century ago. They're more heavily involved in advocacy, in fundraising, uh, in Israel travel. Uh, they're more likely to consume news and, 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 and Israeli culture firsthand uh, from Israeli sources. However, when American Jews engage with Israel, they're much more likely today to do it in their own individual and unique ways through a growing multiplicity of organizations. And they're much more likely to engage in contentious political debates concerning Israel's future. I summarize in the book, New American Zionism, these three transformations in terms of uh, an overall paradigm shift. In the first four decades after Israel's founding, I make the case that American Jews were mass mobilized to support the new state of Israel. The prevailing paradigm for the diaspora-Israel relationship was a mass mobilization paradigm. American Jews were mobilized to donate annual contributions to the United Jewish Appeal. Those funds were packaged and handed over to the Jewish agency for the Israeli authorities to distribute in the fashion they saw fit. American Jews were mass mobilized to provide diplomatic and political support to the state of Israel through APAC and the Conference of American Presidents. American Jews viewed Israel as the national cause of the Jewish people, especially important in the wake of the Holocaust, and American Jews thought it was their responsibility to support not a particular cause in relation to Israel, not a particular partisan vision of Israel's future, but American Jews felt called upon to support the state of Israel as a whole. Uh, and they did it through centralized umbrella organizations like the United Jewish Appeal, like APAC, organizations that deferred to Israeli authorities. In the last quarter century, I make the case that this mass mobilization paradigm has been increasingly challenged by a new direct engagement paradigm through which American Jews relate to Israel as individuals, more likely to travel, more likely to earmark donations to the causes that they especially care about, more likely to engage in partisan political advocacy, more likely to champion a particular understanding of the threats that Israel confronts and a particular vision of Israel's future. The overarching transformation that has occurred is not the distancing of American Jews from Israel. On the contrary, American Jews are more attached and more involved than ever. The overarching transformation has been from a mass mobilization pattern of engagement in which the cause was the state of Israel as a whole to a direct engagement pattern of involvement in which multiple partisan visions of Israel's future are pursued in a contentious fashion, struggling one against the other, and in which American Jews are much more engaged as individuals rather than through big centralized organizations. Mm -hmm. And you say that in their move from you know the mass mobilization model to the direct engagement, personal engagement model, Jews are actually, um, in their relationship to Israel, are becoming more like a normal diaspora. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, in, in the, the Jews, from a comparative standpoint, the American Jews uh, are idiosyncratic among diaspora groups today. 
when we speak of modern diasporas, for example, uh, the, the Croatian diaspora, the Indian diaspora, the Turkish diaspora, we, when we speak of modern diasporas today, we speak of immigrant communities uh, that tend to relate to their homelands through the pattern that I just described as a direct engagement pattern. Uh, when uh, Indians in America or Turks in Germany uh, relate to their homelands, they don't champion homeland causes as a whole. Instead, they champion their particular uh, sectorial and religious uh, projects within the homeland. Indians in the United States, when they make donations, uh, make those donations either to uh, Islamic or to Hindu causes back at home. Uh, Turks, when they in, uh, support political uh, Turks in Germany, supporting uh, uh, political movements in Turkey tend to support either nationalist or Islamicist movements. American Jews were quite idiosyncratic. During the first uh, four decades after Israel's establishment, American Jews were you know, mass mobilized to support the state of Israel as a whole. I think that that pattern reflected the special situation of American Jews as a diaspora of the ancient land of Israel that was not an emigrant diaspora of the modern state of Israel. American Jews as a whole have relatively little firsthand experience with Israel. They're, they're getting more firsthand experience. The, the rate of travel to Israel among American Jews is increasing uh, rapidly. The likelihood that American Jews will visit Israel over the course of their lives has, has jumped enormously. But as a whole, American Jews uh, uh, have less firsthand contact with Israel than emigrant diasporas do their homeland. Uh, and I think as a consequence, during the first four decades of Israel's existence, American Jews, when they related to Israel, very easily deferred to Israeli authorities and viewed Israel as a national project that should be pursued in a consensus-oriented fashion. Today, as a consequence of globalization, the shrinking of, of, uh, of, of, of the world as a whole, increased travel, increased flow of information, American Jews, ironically, are relating to Israel more like an emigrant diaspora and championing the partisan causes that excite Israelis. Uh, American Jews, as a consequence of increased travel, increased consumption of Israeli news, uh, the increased circulation of ideas and information. American Jews increasingly are fighting out Israel's politics, Israel's political struggles in diaspora. That's a pattern that has long obtained in relation to other diaspora, emigrant diaspora communities. And, and so um, I think it's true that American Jews, although not an emigrant diaspora from the state of Israel, is in fact becoming more like uh, that kind of a diaspora community in relation to Israel as American Jews become more knowledgeable about Israeli political struggles and more likely to, to, to visit uh, Israel and send their kids on, on visits to Israel as well. Um, was the trend from the mobilization approach, right, from big centralized organizations to the engagement approach, which was direct and personal relations, was, was that inevitable? Um, and what were the strains and contradictions during that shift? 
the strains and contradictions uh, are evident in the contentious politics uh, concerning Israel that bedeviled the American Jewish community today. Uh, the struggles among partisan advocacy organizations uh, very much on display in relation to uh, the Iranian nuclear deal negotiated by the Obama administration with Iran over the last several years. Uh, the the uh, American Jewish advocacy organizations um, uh, uh, divided their advocacy on the Iranian nuclear deal as they have divided their advocacy uh, on uh, in relation to Jewish settlements in the West Bank uh, and uh, in relation to um, UN uh, saying the, the specter of UN Security uh, Council uh, criticism of Israel. Um, and it's not just the big Israel advocacy organizations like the APAC, the Conference of Presidents, uh, and the Zionist Organization of America on the right and J Street on the left. The contentious politics concerning Israel increasingly spill out of the Washington, D.C. beltway uh, and trigger conflicts in synagogues and JC's Jewish community centers and federations uh, throughout the American Jewish community. American Jews are uh, engaged in an extended uh, uh, argument about the boundaries of legitimate dissent concerning Israel, uh, about who should be authorized to speak on behalf of Israel. Uh, Hillel International, the the umbrella organization for uh, uh, university-based Hillels promulgated guidelines several years ago that prohibit local Hillels, university-based Hillels, from sponsoring events on campus that provide a platform to speakers and organizations that uh, support BDS, the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanction of Israel. Uh, the Hillel International's guidelines require that any university Hillel sponsoring an event in relation to Israel must ensure that the participants recognize Israel's right to exist as a Jewish and democratic state within secure borders. Well, several university Hillels responded to the promulgation of these guidelines by declaring their local Hillel an, an open Hillel, which is to say a Hillel that refuses to abide by the national organization's uh, guidelines concerning Israel-related offense. This is but one illustration of the struggles that are emerging throughout the American Jewish community over uh, who can speak on behalf of Israel or in relation to Israel, and what are the boundaries of legitimate dissent that the Jewish community ought to impose. Uh, how big should the tent be in relation to the conversation about Israel, and where should the tent posts be uh, uh, nailed in? So the, the transition from mass mobilization to direct engagement as a mode through which American Jewry uh, 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 engages with Israel has been a transition uh, uh, characterized by enormous tension and discomfort. In fact, I think it is anxiety surrounding the increasing contentiousness, the increasing contentiousness uh, about Israel in the American Jewish community that has led many observers to erroneously conclude that American Jews are distancing from Israel, when in fact, 
the increased contentiousness surrounding Israel is a reflection of uh, the high level of concern that American Jews have about Israel's future. But of course, the right and the left uh, view the, the, the matters concerning Israel's future differently. And in fact, they regard their opposite number as the primary source of threat and danger uh, concerning Israel's future. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about chapter five now. Um, can you tell us um, sort of briefly um, what you did to sort of research this in Boston and what piece of uh, data sort of sticks out to you um, about attitudes and attachment that you that you heard? Um, the chapter uh, five concerns uh, attitudes and attachments towards Israel, uh, and it's based on focus group conversations that I conducted uh, in the mid 2000s uh, throughout the Boston Jewish community and reform conservative and orthodox synagogues and also with some advocacy organizations. Uh, the chapter also draws on uh, public opinion data and what I try and do in that chapter uh, is describe American Jewish opinion about Israel. And I make the case that in relation to uh, the contentious issues of the Israel-Palestine conflict, most American Jews continue to express centrist uh, ideas uh, most American Jews in the focus group conversations talked about uh, the importance of Israel's security and also the importance of achieving a two-state solution. They favor uh, reconciliation with the Palestinians if it can be achieved in a fashion that guarantees Israel's security. And so most American Jews remain centrist like their Israeli counterparts. However, in the focus groups, I heard also uh, much more sharp and strident uh, uh, rhetoric on the right and on the left. Uh, On the right, a rhetoric that views the Israel-Palestine conflict as a zero-sum contest in which one side or the other will emerge as victorious, uh, and a contest in which it is incumbent upon the American Jewish community to provide robust support to Israel, lest uh, we strengthen Israel's enemies and hasten Israel's uh, 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 demise. Uh, On the left, I heard a strident discourse uh, that uh, views Israel as either no longer a democratic state or teetering on the edge of becoming an undemocratic state, uh, a a discourse that views the uh, establishment of Palestine alongside Israel as an urgent requirement for uh, Israel's uh, survival as a democratic uh, country with a, a Jewish majority. The intensity of uh, sentiment uh, on the right and on the left, I think, is reflective of the increased polarization uh, in the advocacy arena. But most American Jews continue to express the centrist uh, 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 views that are also characteristic of uh, their Israeli counterparts. The other argument that I make in the chapter on attitudes and attachments is that um, the the discourse among American Jews concerning Israel uh, stresses what I describe as a as a a, a, a realism uh, a, a warts and all view of Israel. Many participants in focus group conversations, 
especially the older participants, uh, it described a, a, a personal narrative of um, coming of age and becoming uh, aware that Israel was less than perfect, that Israel is a, a normal country that uh, suffers many of the problems and challenges of other countries. Uh, uh, many participants in the focus group told a story about setting aside their rose-tinted glasses, setting aside their idealistic uh, images of Israel as they grew older and wiser. But they made the case that today uh, they view Israel through a realistic lens, but are no less emotionally attached, are no less concerned for Israel's future. Uh, they simply have a more realistic view. And I thought that this uh, qualitative evidence uh, that emerged in focus group conversations really complemented what I see in the longitudinal survey data and in the public opinion survey data, evidence of robust American Jewish attachment to Israel that has remained at the same high level over the last three decades, coupled with evidence in the public opinion research of uh, substantial polarization, uh, especially around contentious issues concerning the Israel-Palestine conflict. Well, Ted, we've taken up a lot of your time, so uh, any parting thoughts you'd like to share, and what are you working on next? Uh, well, the, I'll, I'll answer each of those questions. In terms of uh, parting thoughts, um, the shift from mobilization to direct engagement uh, can be viewed, uh, if we ask, you know, is a, is a, is a, from a normative standpoint, is this good for the Israel-Diaspora relationship? Uh, you know, what are what are its consequences? Uh, the, the shift from mobilization to engagement, I think, has two, two, two consequences. Uh, on the one hand, uh, uh, notwithstanding substantial political debate within Israel concerning the Israeli future, uh, notwithstanding substantial debate in the American Jewish community concerning Israel, the transition from mass mobilization to direct engagement means that a wide range of American Jews can express their own individual opinions concerning Israel and hear their opinions expressed in the halls of power by significant advocacy organizations. Uh, American Jews can participate in Israel's political debates much more forcefully than in the past and as individuals, and as a consequence, can and, and do derive enormous personal meaning from their involvement with Israel. On the other hand, the uh, uh, pluralism in the field of Israel advocacy means that right-wing organizations tend to cancel out the influence of left-wing organizations. Centrist organizations are weakened because they are flanked by advocates on the right and on the left. Uh, because of the cacophony of voices that span the political spectrum, uh, the American Jewish political spectrum in connection with Israel, American Jews as a whole are exercising ever less influence both in the U.S. Congress and in relation to the White House and also uh, in the state of Israel. Uh, the growing diversity of voices expressed by American Jews in relation to Israel uh, has translated into substantially reduced influence. Uh, and I think that was in evidence in the uh, struggles over the Iran nuclear deal. At the end of the day, the big uh, American Jewish advocacy organizations, APAC, the American Jewish Committee, the Anti-Defamation League, the Conference of Presidents, all of these advocacy organizations at the end of the day failed 
to persuade the Obama administration or the Congress to halt the uh, the progress toward a nuclear deal with Iran or to substantially influence the direction of that deal as it emerged. Uh, and I think that the reason for the failure of the big centrist advocacy organizations in relation to the debate over Iran uh, well, it, it was was due to uh, the advocacy of other organizations on the right and on the left, especially uh, J Street's uh, embrace of the Iran nuclear deal uh, and its support for the Obama administration. So the transition from mass mobilization to direct engagement provides new opportunities to American Jews to connect individually and meaningfully to Israel but at the same time translates into reduced American Jewish influence within the corridors of power in the United States and also in Israel. Uh, and I think we already see evidence of this um, consequence. Um, what am I doing now? My, my new research concerns um, uh, American Jewish demography and especially uh, the impact of intermarriage on uh, the American Jewish present and future. But I suppose that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> right. Ted, that sounds like a great project. Uh, I want to thank you for being on the show today. The book is The New American Zionism, published in published by New York University Press in 2014 and out in paperback in 2015. The author is Theodore Sasson. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.